1: Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look
0: inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligieri. Brought to you by Mighty Taco. Mighty Taco would go great right about now. By Minio and Sappio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. And by Dent Neurologic Institute. Developing solutions to neurological problems faced in our community. Can I have both Mighty
2: and uh, Mino and Sappio, please? Thank you. Good morning. Welcome to Inside High School Sports. Oh, I love that intro. It gets me so excited. Welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligeri, along with our resident troublemaker, Roger Weiss from W N Y Athletics. Frank Wolf is uh he's playing hooky. He's not here today. But we have He's top- tired. He it- went to Albion last night. He's pretty tired. He's tired? Yeah. Uh, I'm tired too, but I'm here. <laughs> oh. Tom Prince is here. Francis Beck from WNY Athletics. Frank is. Uh, let's check in, and I'm Frank. <laughs> I went to Jamestown. I'm here. He's not used to, to making like hour long drives like you are. Frank's getting up there in age. I think that's. I think that's what it is, Raj. I
3: don't
2: know. How you guys doing? How, hey, you well, how are you, Good. Tony? I'm great. I'm tired too. I'm, I'm exhausted. I didn't get much sleep. And I still have uh, housework and stuff to do, cutting cut the lawn today. But well, what a difference in weather between this week and last week. But I'm not going to complain. This is kind of starting to get you in the mood for the fall and leaves falling. And, oh, by the way, who wants to come over and rake leaves this year for me? <laughs> I'm going to need help. All right, guys, let's get into news and notes. But before, we- oh, wait, I need morning, y'all. Thank you. Now we can get to news and notes, and we are going to bring on uh, Rich Gray, who's the head of the or on the Frontier uh, Boosters Club, and they want to uh, bring some awareness to a vote that is coming up for a new uh, turf field for Frontier High School. Good morning, Rich. Hello. Yes, Rich. How? Good morning.
0: How are you doing? I'm sorry, I got a little wind blowing. I'm out watching our JV football team play right now. So how
2: are they doing?
0: The wind. Well, it's zero zero, and uh, we just went three and out on defense, so we're really
3: fired up right now.
2: Awesome, awesome. Well, you guys do have a big vote coming up, and uh, Nate Geary uh, sent me a message says, "You know, can you can you get uh, have some room for Rich Gray to come on and during news and notes, and uh, tell us about the vote, when it is, and what's at stake."
0: Yeah, so uh, we we've, we've got a huge vote coming on in our community, September twenty seventh uh, for a bond. Capital bond to uh, put in a multi purpose field turf inside our football stadium that we can play boys and girls lacrosse, boys and girls soccer, and of course football. And it's got huge impact for our kids, the ability to practice all year long pretty much. Um, and it's a huge, it would be a really, really great thing for our community and getting hamburg little loop out on our field and the hamburg monarchs and all the youth programs that we have that currently use our fields and spaces
2: rich as as a uh, youth coach in niagara falls junior football club we play on a turf field mm-hmm. and i can't tell you what an advantage it is on a rainy day to go out there and have a nice clean field not worrying about mud puddles and things like that it's huge
0: yeah it's 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 such an advantage, you know, in the spring with the weather we have and, and we have very successful girls across program and our boys' team and baseball and softball, and sometimes they can't get outside until their first game. Right. We're going against other schools that have been outside maybe 15, 20 times. You know, so, you know, it's a safety thing. It's a competitive disadvantage, um, and it would just be a great thing for our kids.
2: And if I'm not mistaken, in the long run, doesn't that field pay for itself? It does
0: pay for itself. You know, you're able to play multiple games back-to-back. You could play three games a night on them, uh, not do any wear and tear to the goal lines or the field, and you don't have to paint it every week and and cut it. And then, you know, every summer we have to keep all teams off our grass fields so we can work on areas that were damaged throughout the year.
2: Yeah, because you need time for the grass to grow back.
0: Right, right.
2: Well, uh, Raj has a question for you, Rich.
1: Yeah, a couple things, uh, Rich. Uh, Number one, would that also uh, the bond be just for the football field, or would that include the softball and the baseball diamonds as well?
0: Uh, unfortunately, right now, it's just for the football field. Uh, we do have future plans, hopefully, to add a turf baseball and softball field, but that's way down the line. Uh, our first goal is to get this disapproved first.
1: Okay, and number two, speaking of uh, riches from Frontier, we got to give a shout to your uh, soccer coach. He's just having a good old time there. On <laughs> and, uh, and the pitch. Don't call it a field. It's the pitch. It's the pitch. Okay. And also, uh, you know, we'd love to see that turf field because, uh, you got a seventh grader that's going to be showing off for the next four or five years out there. And, uh, we just wanted to make sure we give him a shout. Congratulations to Rich Kozak and congratulations to you. Your soccer program is the real deal.
0: Yeah. We're really happy. We just won a huge game on the road last night. Three nothing versus a very powerful Lancaster team. Uh, take my hat out I'll hat off to the boys uh they're really working hard we've got a young goalie who who's just doing a great job and of course our coach you know as you guys know, it's it's no secret. If you want to win, you got to put in the hours, and you got to work all year, uh, and you got to sacrifice a lot. So I take my hat off to Coach Kozak and the time and effort he's put into his program.
2: Absolutely. Uh, Rich, uh, Francis Beck has a question for you.
4: Yeah, I know in a lot of districts, uh, I know in least Kenmore, uh, 98% of this was covered by the state. Do you know perhaps the number that would be covered by the state or... Maybe better. How much would taxpayers have to pay for this uh, facility?
0: 75% of this project is going to be paid by the state. Um, roughly on a $100,000 house. It will be a three dollars a year for th- for fifteen years onto your taxes. So an assessed house of a hundred thousand dollars would be three dollars a year for fifteen years. to pay this off.
2: So for, you know, if Roger was living. It'd be like twelve dollars, fifteen dollars for. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rich, what, I- my half a million dollar home? No, <laughs> Yo, you wish. <laughs> Castle Weiss uh, would be more like it. Rich, best of luck to you guys. I hope this passes, and uh, wishing you all the uh, best and, and much success in the future.
0: Well, thank you very much for having us on, and go Falcons.
2: All right, there you go, uh, Rich Gray, with the Boosters Club for Frontier High School. All right, news and notes, uh big uh, shout-out and thank you to Drew Serza, the Wing King, for having us out there last week. We had a blast judging the Wings. I think... I. I counted up. I sampled forty-four wings. Now, Raj, you didn't do the. Th- you did the walking around thing, and you guys were done well before us. Did you even come close to 44? Well,
1: Anthony, you, you say I walk around, you say like I wasn't, I mean, put myself, put yourself in my position. I can sit with you and eat wings, or I can walk around with Lauren Fix.
2: Yeah, you had the better, uh, better right. of the situation there. I'm not going to lie. I had. But I you guys were we back early. Nine,
1: we, had, we had 19 stops and like, whoa. <laughs> and, uh, well, let's put it this way. I sat for a while, and when I went to the car, I sat in the air-conditioned car. I still punted the UB game. I was so drained. Yeah, you were wiped eight- out when I saw oh, you last. And I was wiped out till about 8 o'clock uh, that evening. Uh, I fi- Well, no, let's make it 7.30. I did wake up in time for the Notre Dame-Michigan game, which you don't want to hear about. No, I don't. All right, then I won't say anything about
2: it. By the way, Michigan, I'm available to uh take over and kick Harbaugh out. He obviously can't coach uh Nick had to tap out early he said he said, Can i I'm full I can't eat anymore <laughs> He said and they said they had no problem uh but it was a great time, but you know it was. What, mid eighties, something like that around there? I see two guys walking around they're dressed like uh, uh Jack Sparrow from <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean. I'm I was sweating just looking at these two like what are you doing? It's too hot to dress like that. But uh i don't Oh you're guys- gonna bring up the uh army tent and the uh dress of those girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: But uh, the other thing I have in mind, you know, it paid uh, for me to go there. 'Cause uh one of the places uh that bought in wings, uh oh I can't think of it. it's something bio, but they're in Binghamton. Now when I go down for the B C A N Y mm-hmm. guess where I'm going for oh, yeah, good call. No, we uh, had,
2: it it was uh there was some wings that surprised me. There was a, uh, it was a, like a garlic parme- creamy Parmesan. Oh, awesome. That was oh. way better. I looked at it. I'm like, it didn't look appetizing. But once I bit in, I'm like, wow, this is tasty. Uh, there was one that was like a peach-infused hot sauce that was tasty. You don't think the two would go together, but they did. Uh, so it, it was a great time. Packed. A lot oh. of people there. Did uh, you miss the fact that they didn't have your favorite wings, peanut butter and jelly? They did have it. Yes, we tasted it. It was there, and I and I saw. I don't remember what stand it was, but I saw it on uh, on one of the menus because you know I do a walk around before we start, you know, just to kind of take in what's out there and to see the various places. I mean, well, you
1: can't wait until they bring them to you. You have to go eating out
2: the No, I just I'm for me I'm curious as the out of town places. I I like uh, looking at you know there was uh, one from London, England. was it sticky wings or something like that? The the advanced scout for the chicken wings is Anthony. Might as well. So uh, let's see. I saw New Mexico, Portland, Oregon, and
1: Mexico as well and as Mexico. New Mexico.
2: So it was. It, I like that part. I take pictures of it. I posted a whole bunch on my Facebook page. Uh, so great time. Thank you, juicers.
3: Uh, we really appreciate it. All right, news and notes. Uh, Tom Prince. So um, you remember Tony on the show? We brought in a incredible young woman her name was kaylin klein correct into the show and kaylin at the time was diagnosed with a hypertrophic obstructive cardiomyopathy is what she was uh, diagnosed with and ultimately what she was told was that you are not going to play sports from here on moving forward and she loves her sports oh, no doubt and she is phenomenal at the sports that she's at she's actually at saint mary's now is where she's at well, here's somebody who has proven everybody wrong. So what she went out and did was said I was going to pick up some golf clubs and I'm going to be able to be a golfer is what she's done. Not only has she now gone on the golf course and is going to play golf, she made the boys team over <laughs> at St. Mary's in, in Lancaster. Um, Heads so up for all you
1: guys out there, uh, you know. You know, if you're uh, looking for long-term, you know, uh, future husbands, your opinion only
3: counts if if she agrees with it. (laughs) But really, a huge shout-out needs to go. What this this young woman has accomplished is amazing. Uh, Heart of gold, you really want to be around her for what she can accomplish. And she is just showing... That no matter what's going to get in her way, she's going to overcome it. She's going to overcome it. Outstanding. No oh, Speaking so of St.
1: Mary's her. today, Anthony, I hope I bump into her. I'm going there for the uh, annual St. Mary's Girls Volleyball Tournament right after the show.
2: Oh, cool. Nice. forgot
1: to mention that earlier, but yeah, a uh, lot of the good uh, girls volleyball teams will be at St. Mary's, and it goes all day. starting at 8.30.
2: All right guys. Well that pretty much wraps up for News and Notes. Unless you have anything else, Raj, no, Francis, Tom. All right. Let's get into the scores from last night and then we'll start discussing the games. Uh by the way, if uh and this goes out to uh uh our buddy in uh, in Fredonia, he asked me last night, where do I go for scores and updates? Go to WNYAthletics.com. Slash scoreboard. Slash scoreboard, and uh, you can catch all the uh, scores there. Or follow you guys on Twitter, Twitter handle. At WNYAthletics. We're going to be
4: retweeting as many accounts as we find that tag us. Um, and we all, you know, we get help from, and again, that scoreboard page, it's updated like live. We have a guy in the office. As soon as he gets an update, he puts it in there, and um, it's all live. Right now, it's the Saturday games are on there, so we'll be keeping track of them.
2: And then the
4: final scores are in section6football.com. And if you, you want to tag
2: me in any scores, I, I do like appreciate getting scores. Tony, at, at Tony10764. All right, week two highlights. We have Pioneer over Iroquois, 42-14. Dunkirk in a close one over Tonawanda, 24-22. Maryville all over Leuport, 62-6. North Tonawanda coming from behind to beat Sweet Home, 25-yard field goal with just seconds left. NT, 20, Sweet Home, 17. Newfane over Burgard, 35-8. Bennett beating Lockport, 51-7. West Seneca West forty-two, Ken West seven, Fredonia over Alden fifty to fourteen, McDowell beating St. Joe's in a close one twenty-four to twenty-one, Cataraugus Little Valley twenty, Roy Hart seven, Jamestown beating Hamburg twenty-eight to fourteen, Franklinville slash Ellicottville twenty-seven, Salamanca twelve, Portville. Over Allegheny Limestone, thirty-seven to nineteen. Albion over Lackawanna, forty-three uh, to forty-three to eight. Medina, Lindaville, Barker, twenty-eight. Springville, twenty-four. Orchard Park doubling up Niagara Falls, twenty-eight to fourteen. Gowanda over JFK, forty-four to twelve. Chittawaga over East Aurora slash Holland, thirty-one to nothing. Silver Creek beating Akron, forty-two. Two six. Will East twenty six. Ken East twenty five. In a close game. Erie beating thir- uh, St. Francis thirty five to twenty one. Olean over DePew thirty nine to twenty nine. West Seneca East thirty six. Williamsville South twenty eight. Will North in overtime over Clarence forty one to thirty five. McQuaid beating Canisius forty two to thirty seven. Star Point fifty four. Amherst twenty one. Aaron Chase, 472 yards passing, seven TDs. Lancaster beating Hutch Tech 35 to 18. There are your scores from last night. And I promised I was going to set Roger off and I'm going to do that right now. At least I think I will. I think we have a front runner for the Connolly Cup right now. And that's a lot of people that's going to be chasing and they're going to have a lot of ground to catch up. And that's Aaron Chase of Star Point. You cannot argue with those statistics over 800 yards passing maybe even 900 so nine about close to 900 or just over and passing so
3: 417 the first week so 417 then would you say 470 here so probably 472 just shy, yeah, just shy yeah. of it
2: and 11 touchdowns in just two games that's all that's
3: it. <laughs> Tony, I'm in agreement with it. He's got to right now be the, for the early lead right now out there. And out if the you gates. remember,
2: Dick Gallagher said this was going to be the year of the quarterback. And right now we have a quarterback that's jumped out of the gate early. Oh, you said that, Tom? <laughs> I thought Dick said that. I saying, <laughs> sorry. Oh, <laughs> <I'm> teased
3: <style. laughs> so, uh, and stout.
2: So obviously he's jumped out of the gate quickly uh, and, and taking the reins right now.
3: I mean, and those, are, those are real. Those numbers are incredible. But, now, mind you, yeah, they're in a spread offense. They're throwing it all over the place.
1: But you notice, did you notice earlier in this week there was an article in the Buffalo News about the uh, St. Francis quarterback and the yardages he threw, but other than listing the top ten all-time uh, yardage, you know, total yardage per game, it wasn't even mentioned in the article. So some I think Aaron Chase had another
4: be, article. Well, exactly I,
1: oh, I hope about? so. But I mean, you know, I'm not saying you know it should take anything away from the St. Francis quarterback. But at least they could have acknowledged it. It was three different quarterbacks this past week, moved into the top ten in, in yardage, passing yardage per game.
2: That's amazing. A well, ago. it's a, you know it's the day and the age. I mean, people, more and more teams are throwing the ball. Uh, you guys who talk uh, traditional teams that have always been ground and pound, all of a sudden now they're flinging it all over the field.
4: Yeah, Tony, you want to talk about quarterbacks. Cole Snyder, five touchdowns, three through the air, two rushing for Southwestern. Garrett Hinsdale was 10 of 12, 126 yards, and two TDs. That was in just one half last Mm -hmm. night in their big win over Maple Grove. And Connor Desiderio for Maryville, three touchdowns
2: first quarter. It is, I mean, the quarterbacks had a good week this weekend. Oh, yeah, and putting up incredible numbers, so – you know, yeah, Aaron Chase may have the the uh, the lead right now, at least in, in you know my eyes, uh, but uh, we got a long way to go before oh, the end no, of the season. No, no,
3: if you remember, at this point last year, we were talking about uh, the McKinley running back as coming off as the lead, Raw uh, Fields, yep, coming out as the early lead, and then by the end of the uh, by the end of the time coming for the Conley Cup, he wasn't even in the top ten. So just because we're saying two games into this, this is the leader, doesn't mean this is where it's going to end up. No, and we're still saying it because these are
2: eye-popping numbers. Absolutely, They no get doubt. your attention. There's no question about it. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the games that uh, we checked out last night and uh, get to some of the games that are going on today. You're listening to Inside High School Sports on WGR Sports Radio 550. We're back. You're listening to Inside High School Sports. Tony Caligiuri along with uh, Frank, I'm sorry, Frank Wolf off today. Tom Prince and Francis Beck from WNY Athletics is here as along with Roger Weiss, Derek Kramer producing. Before we get to the games, I do have to give a shout-out to TTFA Football. You guys are first class. You're wonderful people. Uh, We had a a couple injuries in our game last night, and the coaching staff over there, they couldn't do enough to help us out with the injured players. And uh, to receive a friend request on Facebook from a parent of a player whose player was concerned about the injuries just shows me that uh, they're doing things right at TTFA, and uh, I just wanted to thank them on the air.
1: Tony, I neglected to mention earlier, and we should – Make it a point. Tonight, Lakeshore football team plays at Eden. It is a 7 o'clock game. It is not a 2 o'clock game. It has, as has been reported throughout the week in some
2: uh, circles. So, hey, did that game, was that one of the games that was changed uh, before the start of the week?
1: Not the start of
2: the week. Well, the start of the season, I mean. Yeah,
1: yeah, it might have been. Because
2: uh, I know there was two, t- uh, two changes that, that Tim Slade think, sent and I had posted. Yeah, them. I
1: don't know if that was the... Posted there, I think uh, for all intent and purposes, Eden. It was a seven o'clock game all year, but people just assumed it was a two o'clock game at Eden. It is not. They are playing at seven this evening.
2: Uh, score that I missed: Climber, Sherman, Panama, fifty-five; Maple Grove, twenty. All right, guys, let's talk about the games. Uh, Francis, what game would uh, would you like to talk about? Um,
4: I was at you know Cheatawaga Easter hour last night. You they checking are- out the new digs? Yeah, I saw that. That was good. And what made that night, you know, mo- more special than the fact they were opening this new stadium was they honored the 10 families from 1978 that came together and raised $15,000 for extracurricular activities at the school after the school budget had failed 3 times that year. Wow. Yeah, these families stepped up, only 10, uh $15,000 from 10 families. They raised all this money and in many ways it was really them, they got the ball rolling for why they have the stadium here tonight and cool. why athletics is so important. You can see the tradition with just that football program they had, and it's a lot thanks to these families. So a shout-out to them. Just a special night. This is more than a stadium opening. Mm-hmm.
2: What about the game itself?
3: Oh, yeah,
4: the game was pretty good. <laughs> did they
2: play a game? <laughs> yeah, they did play a game.
4: Um, it was the Beal and Bass show. They connected three ti- They connected for three touchdowns, almost five, twice, um, They hit each other um, Bass went out at the one The first time The time right now at the half They couldn't score But the second time a tailback took it in Um, You know, strong Strong game from Cheek to Walga, As you would expect against right. Easter or Holland um, They have this new tailback uh, Hughes Every time, I forget his first name He didn't score, but he had a lot of strong runs I expect him to have a good year this season
2: Show a lot of speed, I would assume
4: Yes, yeah. a lot of
3: speed
2: Tom, you were at Orchard Park. I was uh, at
3: Orchard Park, so a lot of things went on over there. First of all, they actually had ceremonies uh, to congratulate and thank legendary coach Gene Tundo. Gene Tundo. Who's now wide
2: receiver coach for ECC.
3: Correct. But uh, uh, Gene had his entire family there, and they uh, thanked him at halftime and celebrated him at halftime. Cool. So that was real big uh, to be able to witness down in Orchard Park. Uh, a great game. 28-14 uh, was the final there. You saw what I think should be a Conley Cup nominee this week in Archie Bartolotti. Archie Bartolotti catches two touchdowns on the offensive side, and on the defensive side, two interceptions to add into it. Uh, had a phenomenal game. You can definitely see it was a standout of the game. Uh, was close early on. Their quarterback, they started out with uh, JoJo Dixon for uh, Niagara Falls. Mm-hmm. Uh, unbelievable speed this kid has. Uh, you can see whenever he got to the outside, he was going to make a run. He was the one who scored their first touchdown for Niagara Falls. Seemed to struggle, though, with the arm, mm-hmm. with throwing the ball a little bit. And then they actually made a change, Niagara Falls, towards the end of the game to Deontay Matthews, who you can see from a quarterback standpoint – was definitely able to make some more passes. Maybe the better
2: thrower of the two. Bingo. When the other one's a better runner. Bingo. Okay, That's exactly yeah, it's usually you how it goes down. You have to decide: Do I want to go with my running guy or my throwing guy?
3: Yep. And then and then they scored a, a late touchdown. It was it was twenty. twenty eight to six, and then, and then they then got they the touchdown
2: late. and two point conversion uh, to make it uh, closer. Um, so, uh,
3: but definitely this for Orchard Park. The first week was a run more of a run team this was definitely more of a passing team this week. Jack Sharp had a great game. You could see him passing to all his different receivers and using his receivers to uh to his ability. So great game by also Jack Sharp. Nice. Raj.
1: Yeah, you mentioned uh Bartolotti. you didn't mention or did you I- Irizarry? 3
3: touchdowns. Uh Irizarry had two according, touchdowns. According to the uh, now he had two touch two, two runs run touchdowns. And a touchdowns.
1: 45-yard yeah, no. pass for a touchdown? No,
3: that was Bartolotti.
1: All right, so that's a misprint yeah. in the yep.
3: paper. That's now. Bartolotti. It was Bartolotti who had two, and then Irizarry ran the ball in twice. Okay, It's
2: funny that you, you talk about uh, Gene Tundo, and uh, last night I'm watching North Tonawanda Sweet Home, and North Tonawanda coming out there with that option that made me think, orchard park i'm like oh my god how how much influence uh did uh, gene have on, on eric jancy when he spent some time with op and, and i like watching because this is an offense you don't see too much so we had two uh option teams but different style options one going with the sp- uh, sweet home with the spread option uh, so it, was, it was neat. Ne- Both teams struggled with the pass, so they were uh, pretty much relying on the run. And uh, block punt for a safety to start the game off was pretty interesting. So it, it was enjoyable. The, the uh, stands were packed. There, I don't think you could find another seat in there. Uh, saw a uh, long time. Uh, basketball official Mike Greenberg there. Uh, of course, he's an old sweet home guy, so it was nice to see him and uh, reconnect. But uh, great atmosphere and uh, a good game. It was fun to watch. Of course, uh, you know, wanted had come back from behind. They were down 17-7 to and just kept uh, chipping away at it. And then finally the game winner with like four seconds left or something like that, uh, that uh, gave them the win. So that was, was fun to watch. Yeah, the kicker
4: was Connor DeVanter. 20. He had two field goals in the win. Uh and they came down I believe 17-7 at the half, I read.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it was 17-7. Uh Sweet home. They had, you know, their quarterback, he's a nice runner and if you don't account for him for the linebackers, he's going to chew you up. And uh, I was really impressed, too, with Sweet Home's inside linebackers, even though North Tonawanda was doing a pretty good job pounding it up the middle. But uh, those two were getting in there, sticking their nose, and making some plays. That was that was neat.
3: So I would tell you, and, and you've heard me say this a couple times now, Tony, the team you got to watch out for uh, who is going to make some upsets here is Pioneer. Uh, Pioneer with a huge win over Iroquois. Very significant, too. 42-14 win for Pioneer this week. That is, they're being driven by the line play. It is a very strong line, and you can see they actually took it to another team this week. I am dying to see when they match up and be able to play Maryville and Chituaga. You know, And Luport as you know, well.
2: You can talk about all the different types of systems and that, that are out there, but... It comes down to the battle of the trenches. Your lineman, that's going to win. Your offensive or defensive line is going to win or lose your games. Mike
4: Briegerman had a big day. Um, We had our guy Mike Straw at the game. Briegerman had five touchdowns, 279 yards rushing. He had 11 tackles on defense and an interception. And he's also the punter. So early in the game, there was a punt. The snap went over his head. So he goes back, gets it, and throws it to his tight end, converts the
2: fourth down. Big. (laughs) Big. No big deal. (laughs) (laughs) Watch me do this. (laughs) Hold my Pepsi. Here you go.
1: (laughs) And then at halftime, I believe, he was working in the concession stands as well. (laughs) Did everything else. Why not? (laughs) Raj, where were you last night? I went down south to get to Southwestern. Uh, Southwestern played Randolph. Oh, I didn't have that score. Uh, 35 to 14, I believe. Yep. Uh, Cole Snyder. Looks like the real deal. Big Ten, I don't know. He's going to Rutgers, right? That's yep, Big yeah, Ten now? Yep. Uh, interesting. Uh,
2: and doesn't also, Rutgers play Ohio State today? They play probably a Big Ten
1: team. I'm sure they should be done with their non-league schedule already. Uh, yeah, he looks real good. The interesting thing, and uh, of course... I might be jumping the gun. I don't know how good Wilson is this year. Can they uh, hang with Cleveland Hill this afternoon in probably one of the bigger games? But having said that, if, and I'm projecting and I might be jumping the gun, if Cleveland Hill happens to knock off Wilson, and it looks like second place in uh, the uh, Class C South will be between whoever wins – Randolph-Fruisberg versus Kurt Fisher and Chautauqua Lake, uh, that uh, whoever the third-place team is, they would have to travel in Week 9 for the semifinal game from somewhere uh, in the Jamestown area all the way up to Wilson for a road game.
2: Oh, my. Hey, I look at it like we go to Wilson from Niagara Falls. Man, that's a trip. To go from Jamestown?
1: I mentioned that to Brett Brown at the end of the game last night, the coach for Randolph, and that. And he says, you know what you're up against if you finish third, don't you? Going up to Wilson. He says, oh, my God, we might have to stay overnight in Buffalo and finish the trip the next morning.
2: Yeah, that's it, some dry. Does Wilson
1: have lights, by the way? Yes, they All have right, lights. so that would be a Friday night game, so they might have to leave Thursday night, stay in Buffalo Friday. They might have to leave school trip.
4: at like 8 o'clock in the morning, you know, don't oh, even go to class.
2: Yeah, really, that's... <laughs> Ooh, you know, would they have the chowder made for that game? Mm, I'm sorry. You know...
1: <laughs> I can't help it, it smells so good. Yeah, but you got to realize, for, for you listeners out there, you got to realize, Tony hasn't eaten in about... Almost forty five minutes. So give the guy a break,
3: all
2: right. No, I last ate at seven. You know, Tony
3: You do look famished, Anthony. <laughs> I think there's one game we haven't even discussed that was probably the game of the night and the one that was most active on social media has to be Will North Clarence.
2: Yeah. yeah. Overtime. Battle of heavyweights. Are you kidding me? Oh that even Jim Kelly was tweeting about yes. it. Uh and
1: double A, you just figure these teams, uh, Bearing in mind, they play an eight-week schedule instead of seven. They play all – They play everybody. Every league opponent. So there's only four teams making a playoff. So you're thinking between Clarence, Will North, Orchard Park, Bennett, Hutch Tech, and Lancaster, two of those teams are going to the funky ball. So the wins are at a premium – uh, you'd probably have to have a five five wins, two losses to assure making the playoffs. Four and three, depending on the tiebreakers and all that. You could be on the outside looking in.
4: Yeah, Very competitive. Joe Nunzall hit um, Dylan Kelly the forty four yard TD pass in overtime to win it, and that's why Jim Kelly said, "You know that was his nephew. Yes, one of his nephews." So big game. Is it Jim's there.
2: brother uh, helping out with coaching? Yes,
4: yes, his brother. Yeah, Dylan's Dan? father. Yeah, Dan is helping out with coaching.
2: Oh, that's pretty I neat. I would say
4: that was the one game when Frank and I were looking at the schedule this week where we knew it was going to be close. A lot of the there were a lot of question marks. We thought there would be a lot of blowouts, which are kind of were that was the one game we knew that there would be close and you can we have a we sent we have a recap of that game. We sent our Mike Pedanic there, but big game.
2: In fact, the last time I saw Jim and Jill Kelly was at a Williamsville North game. That was a few years ago. But well, I'm glad that he uh, he's out there getting excited about Will North football. That's neat. All right, guys, let's take a break. When we come back from the break, we'll uh, go through some of the other games and take a look at some of the games going on today. Don't forget, Sports Talk Saturday is up next, following us at 11 o'clock. You're listening to Inside High School Sports on WGR Sports Radio 550. We're back. You're listening to Inside High School Sports. Sports Talk Saturday is coming up next Nate Geary's in the batter's box taking a few swings getting ready to get out there all right games from last night uh Albion um over uh, beating Lackawanna I think that's pretty significant Francis 43 to 8 seven takeaways for Albion five
4: picks yeah turnovers are gonna kill you Eugene Harrison led the way with three touchdowns wow
3: I mean, Lackawanna is a. I mean, always known as a strong team in right. football. And uh, Albion, that's a big score. That you really just can't
2: is. turn the ball over that many times. Uh, so another one, uh, Medina, Lindenville, Barker beating Springville in a close game, 28-24.
4: Yep. Yeah. Uh, sophomore Brian Fry, seven catches, 109 yards. He also hit a 65-yard punt return touchdown. Have a day. <laughs>
3: This Medina team's a young team, right? This is their baseball the same exact way. You guys know I'd lo- I love talking baseball with it. Brian Fry is also a great baseball player to boot. You're talking about a young team that is mainly juniors and sophomores here that you're going to see make a run for Medina.
4: Portville also got their win. Uh, it's their first three. Uh, they beat Allegheny Limestone 37-19. It was their first league win in uh, three years and it's the first win under new coach Josh Brooks. Hubie Mike Stillman had four touchdowns.
1: So using uh, Allegheny-Limestone as a barometer then uh, that game Portville versus Chautauqua Lake ought to be a very interesting game. Both games were uh, Allegheny-Limestone lost by the same margin So, and that could uh, be a key as to who might finish second in Class D and host the semifinal game. Bearing in mind that Class D now plays a double round robin. So it's a little early to start projecting and all yeah. that. But nonetheless, something to keep in mind.
2: You also, Francis, you wanted to talk about Olean, uh, with their win over uh, Depew, 39-29. to If I was to say, Olean's evened it up at 1-1 one and one now. I believe. I don't have any highlights I'm yeah, pretty that sure game, they lost uh, in Yes, week they one. did. So they are uh, bringing it back. And that's another thing. And, you know, uh, teams that are able to bounce back after a loss in week one, that's so important when you can do that, get yourself some momentum going uh, for the rest of the way. And rather than starting out 0-2 where now you're sitting there spinning your wheels, you might be stuck in the mud like thinking to yourself, now what do I do?
3: Yeah, this is an interesting year, too, Tony, from the perspective of playoffs. I think we've been talking about it a lot. This is – Finally, I think a year where every game's got meaning behind it. Like one loss could kick you out of a playoffs. You know, one game could be the difference of you going to the playoffs or not. We've talked about the a, the A class, which you know, there's going to be a good team not in the playoffs. There, there will be. You're talking about double A that we've now said a fifth and sixth good teams with winning records could possibly not go to the playoffs.
2: All right. With that being said, then, you know, how important is the tiebreaker? So you're not going to have coaches take their foot off the gas. They're going to keep it floored for four quarters until the final twenty points. points. Especially
1: on defense because the third or fourth tiebreaker is defensive points, uh, you know, uh, against. So, yeah, if they're up, I don't know if they're up by four touchdowns, they might back off on uh
2: on offense. On offense, they will
1: not back off on defense. Well, that's a you know recipe for disaster well, if they do. So you can happen- still
2: sit there and blitz uh, from every angle that you can if that's your game. Well, what's your what's going to happen is with two minutes
4: to go, if somebody's up by sixteen, they're going to try to get one more touchdown. Absolutely. If it's 26, that you're that 20 you're gonna,
2: point, they got to hit that twenty point. Yeah, you got to hit that twenty point mark. So that you know, so it does have a downside in the fact that you don't have the opportunity to really get your your younger players in there to get some quality reps during a game. I mean, it's one thing to get your reps during practice, but it's another to uh, get reps during the game.
3: Yeah, the, no, 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 no doubt about it. Especially in you're talking about you know, fourteen point games. You know, like a game like that which normally would have been where if you're in the fourth quarter, maybe late, you're trying to get some people in. It's not happening.
1: Last night, it was an example of the game I was at, 35 to 14. That's a 21-point differential. Uh, Southwestern surely isn't going to take any of their defensive starters out. And uh, if if at the very least, although it's hard with Cole Snyder, ball control because they put up points almost at will. And uh, – Randolph played a good game last night. The score was the game was a lot closer than thirty five to fourteen. But again, like you you put it, Anthony, you cannot take your foot off the accelerator.
2: Who's playing today? All right, we
4: have five games today, all with very interesting storylines. We have Maritime at South Park. Maritime's first game in Section Six is that at All High. That's going to be at All High. Very interesting rivalry. Charlie Comerford and Coach Delaney. We'll see how that all plays out. Um, the game, I'm going to be at 2 o'clock. How could you call it a rivalry? I <laughs> think it's Maritime's
2: first game, first season. They, I, I, it's think it's a good, rivalry. I think it's going to be a rivalry. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm well, it. Think, it may I, be in the future, I but I you can't coach-to-coach coach coach just to okay. because there's some right. past that. Yeah, right. right. well, well, well,
1: what happened? When it, weren't, weren't they both at their respective schools when Sanders jumped from South Park to
2: Timon
1: after the scrimmage week?
2: I forgot about that, yeah. Um, the okay. game
4: I'm going to be at is Wilson at Cleve Hill. That's going to be played at Maryvale. I think that's is going to be a big game for Cleveland Hill, and here's why: um, they put Aaron Waller, their kid um, who was running back last year, he's now a quarterback, and I think, yeah, they're going to and they're running their traditional offense. So I think it's a big game for them to get their players into their new roles. I think they're going to be fine. But Wilson's going to put up a tough test with their quarterback, Steven Frerex. this kid's big. He can throw the ball. I'm going to be there, Facebook Live, keeping track of that. Um,
1: with no, Waller playing at uh, the quarterback, isn't that almost like a Wildcat situation? Not Damn.
4: really. I was talking to <gasps> Coach Bucciarelli from Maryville. That's not necessarily what they're doing. They're running mostly their traditional offense. That court, it, it's Which interesting.
1: Which could be uh, confused that with just so Wildcat. happens that he has
4: the
2: ability to scramble. <laughs> okay.
4: Another game I'm looking at um, Niagara Wheatfield. They had that big win last week. Uh, when you look at their schedule, they have a chance. They could be undefeated going into Week Six against That's West big. Seneca West, uh, and with a division title on the line, uh,
2: we'll see, That's for a program that has that you know has not been. Uh, on the upside for a while and they've they been clawing their win. way back the last three or four
4: years. They need to win. They need to win big and then they have a short week coming up because they have a Thursday game. That hurts. Yeah, that hurts. If they can get through that, they they're in really good shape.
2: And not only do they want to get they have to want to get through healthy. That's the big thing. You know, and I know it's very difficult to coach that way, but you know, when you got a short turnaround like that, you can't afford to have bumps and bruises. In the night camp, we have two late games, McKinley,
4: Green Island, two teams coming off uh you know, tough losses last week. Cam Sianco I believe, won't be in for the Vikings, unfortunately. We'll yeah. see how those two teams. What was fun. that? ankle injury? I, I can't remember. Uh I forget. Fra- uh somewhere, but yeah, legs lower body. Lower body. Lower body for sure. Okay, and so then... we're going
2: back to hockey here. <laughs> lower body injury.
4: And then the last game, uh Lakeshore with new coach Dan Russell, they had to eat in North Collins. Uh that could be an interesting matchup. Both of those last two games are at seven o'clock tonight, not two.
2: Kinda nice having uh, some Saturday night games. Although uh yeah, get out there. Go. It's gonna be chilly. It's going to be a little cold, so you're going to want to bundle up. It's, it's, it was like 90 degrees earlier this week. You're going to well, talk compared about to chilly. 90 degrees, yeah, this is chilly. What are you <laughs> going to do when winter gets here? Freeze, <laughs> like I do every year. <laughs> I can't stand winter. All right, guys, that's going to wrap it up. Thanks to uh, Derek Kramer. Go out there, catch some games today, have some fun, and, uh, and just enjoy the weekend. That's what it's all about. We'll talk to you next week with more Inside High School Sports. This episode is brought to you by Progressive
4: Insurance.